Hello, and welcome to the Webtoon Room. I'm Will. And I'm Crudy. And today, we're here to talk about what we've been reading in the Webtoon world, and we'd like to share that with you. Let's get into it. What have you been reading this past month? One webtoon that I've been reading that I think you've been reading too, Kurti, that I've been <laughs> really excited for is Lore Olympus. Yeah, season two has been good so far. There has been a lot of exciting things happening. And I think right now we're in a particularly exciting part of the story. We definitely are. One of the major questions coming out of season one was what happens to our main characters? And at this point in season two, we're starting to get that resolution, or at the very least, all the threads that were set up are starting to come together. So it is a really exciting time to be reading Lore Olympus. We're starting to get a really good sense of where the season is going to go. And I think we're both definitely on for this one. Yeah. What have you been really enjoying about season two or just reading Lore Olympus lately? It's been really exciting seeing Persephone and Hades again. I love these characters. I think a lot of people do. This isn't a spoiler per se, but it's been really nice seeing Persephone and Hades on their own, more so than usual. And it's exciting because we've been getting more time for other characters to take the main stage. That is true. We've gotten features from characters that haven't necessarily been front and center before, and that's been really cool to see. And I'm going to echo you on Persephone and Hades. This webtoon is so strong. It's it's very strong anyway, but it's really strong when you get to see Persephone and Hades interact together. They're so lovely. Their rapport, their communication is absolutely beautiful. And one of the big draws of this webtoon, it just feels so good to read. Absolutely. Rachel has always done a fantastic job with the art and has been really sharp this entire season so far. Yeah. A pleasure to read every week. Yeah, Lore Olympus has been a fantastic read so far. We've also been reading In the Bleak Midwinter, which is a webtoon that, Kurti, I know you and I are both very excited for, <laughs> have been excited for, and are currently excited for. It's been a really good ride. It is, it is consistently one of the webtoons that I'm most excited to read every single week. For those not familiar with it, it's a sci-fi story about humans and robots and fate and it's a good time all around yeah it's really enjoyable i myself am not normally into sci-fi stories but i think this webtoon does a really good job of mixing not only the sci-fi elements but there is a lot of heart there's a focus on family and relationships and it's really compelling to read week to week. Not every webtoon is successful at keeping a high level of interest week to week versus maybe a binge format, but In the Bleak Midwinter consistently is really compelling. It has enough, you know, goodness in each episode week to week that makes for really good discussions even between Will and I. We talk about it every week. We're like, "Oh, did you read the latest episode?" And so so there's enough to keep your interest in discuss and the story is always moving forward. So it makes it very interesting. Yeah. One thing we should mention, too, is that in the bleak midwinter 
has a really great central mystery. And this mystery doesn't dominate the story, but it's planted at the very beginning of the story. And over the course of every week, we may get a little bit more about it, we may not. And that definitely contributes to some of the excitement I think you and I feel about this webtoon. It is. Anya's story is really compelling, and she's a character that you can really empathize with. She has a lot of really great qualities. She goes through this change, and we experience that change with her. That central mystery that you brought up that features early on in the webtoon that carries through, it's really exciting because we know it's going to become a bigger deal down the line, and it's really satisfying to have little hints teased out at us and for us to be able to pick up on certain things and for us to be able to look at how other characters react to it as well and it's it's just very delicious and i'm very excited speaking of things that are delicious (laughs) in the more recent chapters we've been getting to focus on a character who i think we can both call a snack and of course you know i'm talking about (laughs) ivan Okay, Ivan is fine. He is fine as hell. I will not deny this. Honestly, to be honest with you, all of the characters in this webtoon are very attractive. Like, I know in general, webtoon characters are drawn in a very attractive way, but I love the art in this webtoon. All of the characters, even though it's not it's not really meant to be an attractive or like a sexy setting for a webtoon it's a post-apocalyptic world so there are things kind of falling down things happening things are being destroyed so it's not necessarily the sexiest setting but the characters are really beautifully drawn in their features and you're totally right ivan is a complete snack gray wolf or omega is also super fine all the men in this are very attractive even the androids are drawn attractive Anya is also beautiful, which you can definitely attest to, Will. Um, so, yeah, 100 p 100%. Yeah. What's also really attractive, though, is the storyboarding and the paneling, which is something that doesn't get talked about a lot among fans and webtoons, I feel. There's a lot of scenes in certain episodes that are really powerful because of the way the panels are laid out. And it's not often that I get to give this praise to a webtoon. Yeah, it truly is excellent. I remember you pointing out this analysis to me on one of the later episodes that we've read or one of the most recent episodes. It was a really impactful scene and just pointing out all of the details of the way it was storyboarded, it really enhances the experience so that even if you can't necessarily pick out all the details, you can recognize that this is really impactful storytelling when you read it. It makes it really enjoyable to read and a very high quality webtoon. Yeah. Speaking of high quality, there's another aspect of this webtoon that is primo. It's the music. Oh, yeah. The music is so good. It's easily one of my favorite. I think my actual favorite webtoons in terms of just the way that they incorporate music into each episode. So each episode of the webtoon has music and it's very understated, which I I actually personally really like. It's nice when it's really dramatic music sometimes, but I love the atmosphere and the subtle tension that the music brings to the reading experience. And it's never obtrusive enough that it gets in the way of the actual reading of the panels. There's one episode I think of which is a more character-focused, relaxed episode. And there's a track that plays, which is just a guitar, one guitar. And 
it's it is understated. It's very subtle, but it's there in the background, and it just sets the exact right mood. Mm-hmm. It sets the tone so well. It's truly a multimedia experience. If we haven't said enough words, basically, Will and I really love reading in the bleak midwinter, and we highly recommend that you guys check this one out. Even if you're not necessarily a sci-fi fan, I, as myself, not a sci-fi fan necessarily, think there's enough in the story that is really compelling and interesting, even from a romance angle. So check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Moving on, Will... What else have you been reading lately? I've been reading a new webtoon called Falling in the Blue. And as of when we're recording this, there's only four episodes out. But it got me really, really excited. That's really good to hear. I saw the banner for that, but I haven't checked that one out yet. Yeah, that's how I stumbled upon it too, which is via the banner, via webtoon. And it's really, really fun. It's got this really vibrant art with lots of orange and blues to contrast all the other colors. And it's kind of a space adventure kind of story. It's not entirely clear where the story will go since it's still new. But it's really interesting so far. And the art, oh my gosh, the art is incredible. That sounds really nice. What have you been liking about it so far? I want to see more of the two main characters. They have a really good dynamic. They banter, they bicker, but they do get along really well. And the story right now has set itself up for a this is bigger than us kind of story where the two main Mm -hmm. characters, they're delivery drivers in space and they have to deliver a kind of a mysterious package and it lands them into some kind of trouble. We're not sure what it is yet, Mm -hmm. but I am really excited to find out what that kind of trouble is. Uh, so it's like the kind of story where characters get pulled into a world greater than them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, that sounds really interesting. And I'm glad that you've been enjoying the art, especially for a setting that is sci-fi and in space. I can see how really compelling art can make it a really beautiful read. I will say too, though, it is set in space. But the characters drive around in a van, like that's their ship. So even though it is sci-fi, it still feels very familiar. That's really sweet. It sounds like it makes it a little bit more of an accessible read. Yeah, yeah it is. Is there anything exciting that you've been reading? I've really been liking, this name is funny, uh, the Yeomanville Gang. The Yeomanville Gang. Um, not quite sure how to say it, but it's 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 a really good story. I've really been enjoying it. It's by Jason King, and it's kind of a high school shenanigans webtoon. It reminds me of a regular high school comic or even the kind of story that you would read in a young adult novel, a really quirky one, which this webtoon definitely is. It starts off a little zany, actually, in terms of tone. It reminded me a little bit of Sideways Stories from Wayside School, if you read that as a kid. And I was looking forward to some of the zaniness continuing throughout, but it does drop it a little bit to focus in on the heart and the characters and the relationship that this webtoon also has, which is another big reason why I love it so much. Not only does it capture that high school adventurous spirit, the friend groups, both the unhealthy kind and the really wonderful supportive healthy kind, and I love the emphasis on 
the friendships and relationships in this webtoon, building healthy boundaries, healthy communication styles, uh, healthy healthy friendships, and this webtoon portrays that so well. It's got a really compelling centralship as well between uh, Dylan and Layla, and, and a pretty good sideship as well. And I do really love these two together. They're kind of up there for me as a ship that cares about each other, that communicates, and it makes them such an enjoyable pair to watch in the webtoon, whether or not they're interacting romantically, even when they're just getting close and they're being vulnerable and they're sharing. It's such a compelling read and I really enjoy reading them. It's also great because this webtoon does a really good job with realistically portraying teen awkwardness. A lot of these characters have some really awkward moments where they just you read them and it fills you a little bit with secondhand embarrassment because you remember what that was like. It's really well done. It's really realistic. And it's a really fun read. This author has clearly a sense of humor and there is a lot of it injected into the webtoon, but there's also a ton of heart that you feel through the characters and their interactions with each other. Yeah, I remember you recommended this webtoon a while ago and I did check it out. I read a few chapters. It was really easy to read, and it was really fun. Yeah, that's true. It is definitely a really easy read. I'm going to be honest with you. When I first started the webtoon, I actually really wasn't in a mood to get into reading something new. You know how sometimes you kind of have to be in a mood to read a new webtoon or to read a specific type of webtoon? I actually was reading it more out of, you know, an obligation to check out something new. I was like, okay, I'm just going to check out an episode, see how it is. But it really hooked me. It grabbed me right away. And I got really into it when I least expected it to. It's a story that flows really well. And yeah, super, super easy read. What else has been on your docket, Will? I've been reading Lauren Schmidt's Yuna and Kawachan. Nice. You've talked to me about this one before. Yeah, it's a really, really interesting read. On the surface, it looks like a zombie apocalypse story, but there's more going on underneath the surface. For the sake of spoilers, I won't get into exactly what it is, but I will say this is a story that is packaged inside of a zombie survival story. It's nice. It's got layers and dimensions. What kind of reader would you recommend this webtoon to? Or who do you think would like this kind of a webtoon? This is the kind of story for a reader who is okay with a bit more of a gritty story. This webtoon is definitely a PG-13 rated webtoon. And it's also for someone who wants a more intricate story where the story being told on the surface doesn't necessarily reflect everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. The author, Lauren Schmidt, does a really good job of weeping all these elements together. And it's a very exciting read because it also has the classics of any zombie survival story. Who's going to make it? Who isn't? Can you trust other survivors? Can you not? And the art does a really good job of providing this split between the cute main characters and the gritty monsters that inhabit this world. It sounds like it straddles that dichotomy very well. 
And and honestly, like listening to this description, I'm thinking that it's kind of perfect for you because you like yourself a good zombie apocalypse survival style story. Uh, and then this also has more dimension, which makes it, you know, that added extra layer of interesting specialness. Yeah, absolutely. It's not for the faint of heart, but it is fun and it is definitely interesting. Yeah, that's so awesome. I'm really glad that you're enjoying that. It's funny because I've also been enjoying a grittier story than I normally get into, but it's really compelling. I've really been liking Unholy Blood lately. I have not heard of this webtoon. What is it? It's actually a Korean webtoon, and it has supernatural elements, but I find that it's grittier than the average supernatural or fantasy webtoon. I would say in terms of movie ratings, it would definitely be higher in intensity in some scenes than the average supernatural fantasy that you read on Webtoon. And it's interesting because this Webtoon was popular even before the Webtoon app picked it up for an official translation. I think fans were doing translations and others were following it on Korean sites. So it already has quite a bit of a following, but I just read it recently and I've really been enjoying it. It's always great to see Korean webtoons get picked up and translated for more Western audiences. What about it have you been enjoying? It's got a really interesting story, but I think what elevates this beyond other similar webtoons that I've read is the zippy pacing. This pacing is really good. It moves very quickly and it takes you into the story very quickly and events happen at a pace where it feels very exciting to be along for the ride. So it never feels like you're lagging in one place at a time. And I love webtoons like this, not just webtoons, storytelling like this, where it starts in one place and then it moves at a pace even quicker than you thought it would. And I find that that makes a story very exciting to follow because you can expect that it's going to go in some places, but when a story moves quickly and it takes you to that place faster than you were expecting, it gives you a lot of confidence in the writing. Just because if a story is willing to move that fast, it means they've likely got something really good to follow it up with as well. I'm always really curious when I hear that point about a webtoon where it moves at that pace. Do you think this story is going too fast or is it just right for you? I don't think it's going too fast. I think it's going at a good speed. It's giving enough information and detail where you don't feel left behind as a reader, but it is moving at a pace that is not only easy to follow, but it is very exciting and you don't feel like anything is lagging. So I would say that it moves at a good pace. That's good to hear. That's a point that I'm always wary about, so I feel like I have to ask. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. What else about Unholy Blood has caught your eye, Kurti? I'm liking the characters in this webtoon as well. There's a good amount of character development, even for short-term characters, and there's a lot of chemistry in the cast of characters here, especially between the main two. Um, they're drawn in kind of a sexy way. Like, there's the characters are attractive, obviously, but they've got a really nice chemistry. I would say even the same kind of moral tension yet buddy partner chemistry that Purple Hyacinth manages to achieve. So it makes sense to me that this webtoon has such a following because of not only that chemistry, but 
for how fast and quickly the story moves and the stakes of the webtoon are also pretty high so it makes it really fun to follow and it really feels like an adventure reading it. It's good to know that there are other webtoons with a buddy cop dynamic like Lauren and Kieran's. I think we we've expressed a lot on this podcast about how much we love Lauren and Kieran's dynamic. So seeing something similar in another webtoon sounds fantastic. Yeah, I can definitely see why this was such a fan favorite. Um, but yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, what's your last webtoon that you've been reading and checking out more of, Will? I'm actually going to follow up on a webtoon I mentioned in the last What We're Reading episode, and that would be Thornstone. I ended up getting current on Thornstone, and it's been okay. <laughs> yeah, tell me your thoughts. So when I last talked about it, I was really excited to talk about the magic system and how interesting of an idea it was, and that the main characters were compelling enough to propel this part of the story. And unfortunately, I feel like this story has gotten a little bit pigeonholed. Mm. In what sense do you mean? I praised Thornstone for having a really interesting magic system. And while there were some developments and some of the mystery surrounding it got slowly and slowly unlocked over time, the way the characters use the magic now is unfortunately not very interesting. And while these characters have grown over time, the way they are in the more recent chapters feels very flat. Yeah, that's really unfortunate because they're was a really good setup, I remember. And I read, I haven't caught up as much as you have. I've read a little bit into it, though. And I remember that there was a good setup for the characters and potential for some interesting development. Yeah, I was excited for the same reasons. And I'm still going to keep reading it. I'm still interested to see where the story goes. But I am less excited about it now. Yeah, that makes sense. Would you recommend the series for anybody? And if you would, what kinds of things would you recommend it for? I would recommend this to people who are interested in the things I mentioned earlier. An interesting magic system, pretty cool world building, and a flawed but definitely enjoyable story about magic. Nice. Well, I'm glad that you were able to find things you enjoy in it. I think the last webtoon we've got for today is one that I've read and that you've read. Yeah, I've been enjoying this one. This one I've been liking a lot. We are talking about The Makeup Remover. It's also another Korean webtoon. And we've seen this type of story before where the main character gets a makeover or she gets made up. Her inner beauty or some kind of unique quality is recognized by a figure of authority of some kind in the beauty realm. It's a little bit shades of ugly duckling almost. So we've seen this kind of story before. It's a familiar trope. And I don't know what you will, but to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of these kinds of stories, especially ones that teach a makeup or a makeover as being the solution. I personally find that this one is better than that. It's not your average makeup story. I'm not really a fan of that trope either, but I, I agree. I found this one enjoyable. 
It has a lot of great feminist moments and elements that have been incorporated in the story that make it a much more enjoyable read for me. Uh, I can give a couple of examples. Like, you know, there's the typical pretty girl or the pretty girl that the main character looks up to. And in this story, she isn't reduced to being a bitch or being the enemy. There's a little more dimension. And keep in mind that this story is relatively early. It's maybe eight or nine episodes out now. So we'll have to see where it goes. But for now, I'm really enjoying it. And there are more feminist elements that happen. I don't really want to spoil them, so I won't go into them too much. But they are there, and it gives me hope for the direction that the story is taking. Sounds very exciting. I think that about wraps up the main webtoons we wanted to discuss. There were a few others on our list. Yeah, just some miscellaneous items. One of them we'll mention in a future podcast episode, I'm sure, is Toaster Dude. <laughs> Toaster Dude is great. I love Toaster Dude. Uh, so Toaster Dude had its series finale recently. It's a big moment. We, You and I are both big fans of Toaster Dude. Yeah, and we'll definitely be sad to see it go, but happy that we were here for the whole way through. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of our favorite comedic webtoons, like straight up hilarious comedies on the app. So if you're interested in something like that, we would definitely recommend you to check out Toaster Dude if you haven't already. Yeah. If we haven't moved you to read Toaster Dude, hopefully we can convince you to maybe check out Move Me. Yeah. You're a big fan of this one. Yeah. Move Me is a odd one, to say the least. Not in its storytelling, but in what it's about. So the setting... Yeah, it's about a physiotherapist, goes to work, and it's setting up to be a romance series. Honestly, that kind of sounds, that sounds really interesting, though. Like a workplace, a romance type of scenario. Yeah, that's definitely what it's setting up for. And it's really pleasant to read. And it's also got really technical medical terms for patients kind of wrapped around it. And that's why it feels... It feels strange to read because it's not it's not often you see this kind of story portrayed in this manner. But that's kind of cool, though. I'm always a big fan of authors who are able to take from their own personal life experience. And it's clear that this author has knowledge of and experience in detail of, you know, physiotherapy in this kind of situation. So I'm always a big fan when authors are able to translate their lived experience to storytelling and webtoons. So this is cool to hear. Yeah, and I'm definitely excited to keep reading more of it. There's only seven chapters out right now. It is a canvas webtoon, but I am very excited to read more of this story. Me too. Another canvas webtoon that you and I both love, uh, it's definitely one of my personal favorites, is Children of the Night, which has just come back for season three. This Webtoon is by Yugi Arts, Katerina Sarmento, if you want to follow her on her socials. And the author kind of sets this story up as a cross between Dracula and Pride and Prejudice. I would say this is accurate in terms of setting and tropes. It does include vampires, and it is set in Victorian England. But in terms of the actual stories, it's not exactly similar to either one. It is a love story. There is a bit of a love triangle. It is very compelling and has one of my personal favorite ships ever in this series. So I'm loving it and I'm super excited and happy that it's back. Yeah, we'll both be reading this with bated breath. 
For now, though, that wraps up all the webtoons we wanted to discuss with you today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on what we're reading. We were happy to share some more of our reads and what we've been really enjoying lately. And we hope that you guys either got to hear some shout outs to some of your favorites or got to hear about some new webtoons. So thanks for sticking around with us and listening to the end. If you want to talk about any of the webtoons we discussed today, you can reach us at The Webtoon Room on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like, you can email us at thewebtoonroom at gmail.com. Thank you so much again, you guys, for being here and for listening to the end. We'll look forward to seeing you guys again next week with more Webtoon Talk. See you guys then. Bye. Bye.